Hello! Welcome back to a new episode of Dive Deep with Lavinia. It's your host, Lavinia. Um, welcome back. It's been a crazy time over here. Um, especially for me, I have been going through quite a lot of frustration and, you know, ups and downs and also sometimes some happy days. I mean, I can't say I'm always like down all the time. Um, but currently, as everyone know, there, um, there's the pandemic. There's a lot of really unfortunate events happening. And there's also something really weird happening to me too. <laughs> but I want to say... This today's topic is quite related to something that I've talked before in the previous episode that I did with Carrie. And if you haven't heard that heard that episode, I think you should really try and go and see because it's quite an interesting episode that we did, and I think it was something that we both connected um, on, like on a on a on a very relatable basis so actually today's topic is a lot more about i think it's a lot related to you know friends or as in students who are currently in hong kong um as you see from the topic um i i named it capitalized brain but the heart says opposite so I don't know if you get the topic or anything, but what I was meaning is that my brain is naturally so consumed by capital, like capitalism and money. I was so money-minded the moment I got back to Hong Kong, even during quarantine. Like, you know, quarantine, 14 days, you really can't go anywhere, but your brain is just so filled. Like the moment I came back to Hong Kong, my brain was just filled with the idea of like, how could I earn money? How could I get a job? How could I um, be more advanced, you know, in the game? It's pretty annoying to me. Um, I'll tell you why, but I actually don't like it. Of course, people would be like, girl, you don't have any money. You don't have any dream." That's kind of a usual phrase that I actually hear a lot from. Of course, people would be like, yeah, you're doing like all these like um, you're, you have your earring business. You have you're doing podcasting. Are you not investing any money into it? And those money are like maybe some hard earned money that I did like save up from the past. And I would be like, yeah, it's pretty true that it, if I do not have any like any income or any savings, I would not have been able to maybe buy equipments for me to record or I won't be able to buy equipments for me to make earrings for my business n- nor or say anything related to say, oh, I want to like do this, do that. And especially if in the future you want to like do something of your own design for example you want to like do art you want to have a studio to like present your art i mean where is the rent gonna come from and i mean this old phrase of no dream no money no dream is literally reality right now 
um, we can't, you know, we can't say, oh, it's okay, it's totally fine, you can just chase your dream. I can't be so irresponsible and just tell you, like, just chase your dreams. Where does the cash come from? And I would always say, yeah, of course, we have our parents to, you know, like, take care of us. You know, your parents might give you um, money for your everyday expense because they're taking care of you. But to me... um, I think it was after uni because during my three years in uni, I, I'm very blessed because my parents treat me really well and they would always ask me if I have enough um, for my living in UK and things like that. But um, if you haven't heard, um, when I was talking with Carrie, she was very self-sustained. Um, she worked really hard to, you know, support her own living in UK. And that was something when I heard, that was something that I was really, really shocked because, you know, I felt so hard if I had to, you know, be on a budget or something. I think it was a really bad habit that I had when I was a kid. I just mass buy whatever I want. But like right now, in Hong Kong, like right now after uni, I think I evolved and I changed. So I wasn't so, you know, I can't mass buy anything. I have to be very conscious of like what I've earned. And that was critically the thing, the reason why I try not to use my parents like money or like anything um, and try to like only use from my own savings but that is the point that crushes me because you know you see your savings account getting less and less and less and you're like what am I even doing and with the current situation of like pandemic and all this like atmosphere you can't even find a job even you're a fresh graduate and all these kind of things just kind of bundles up in you and even if you don't want to think about it you would think about it like literally every single friend that came back with me were like literally our conversation is either either i'm so bored at home or i don't have a job i don't have an income i'm just laying back at home and i suddenly had this realization i was like why do we all think about money when we get back you know it was so natural it was like an instinct that we react towards like oh we have to do something uh we have to find a job we either just go and find some tutoring that's like 150 for an hour and just tutor kids to get some like extra income or even during summer i think even back when i was in uh my first year of summer and my second year of summer during year and me i still like search for like tutoring jobs or like i search for any kind of way that i can earn some extra income and i think it was during when i was in uk i talked about it before um i have my own airing business but when i was in uk everything that was there like everything that I created was because I want to create it or I felt like creating it or during maybe at night I was thinking about something and then immediately I had this idea I have this creative input and I would just be like okay I'll create something that was 
translating what I felt. Within the moment when I returned to Hong Kong, I barely had any motive to do it, nor do I have any like creative input to it. That's why I was like, I need to give a pause on what I'm working on on my business. Like, what is my direction? How could I improve or rebrand what is currently mine, but I don't feel like it's mine? And also, the reason why I put a pause on it was because. I felt like my mind was thinking, how much should I cost for this pair of earrings? But not the story behind why I created these designs or why I wanted this design for my brand. I mean, honestly, it wasn't even like it wasn't even what I really wanted. Like it was just so natural that I think it that way, and. Competition and social media, and you see every other brand. You know, I was talking to my parents the other day about you know my my earring brand, like little like business. It's not even a proper business. It's more like you know I'm making handmade stuff. But I was talking to them, and I was like, "This is the competition. It's just so severe in Hong Kong, and it's so easy to get like." Tens and thousands of different kinds of components, and you can just mix and match it up, and make some accessories, and just open a shop on Instagram, and you'll get an Instagram shop like daily. On a daily basis, there could be like thirty and forty of the same type of like Instagram shop coming out. But how do you come out on top, or how do you attract the right group of people? And I think I was talking to you know several people about this idea of like handmade craft because I think in in Hong Kong this is not really um, a doing like clay craft or like pottery or I don't know something that was more of a Western style of like craft wasn't as attractive. Than a lot of like major like if you use like diamonds or like pearls or like, those kind of like components,、um, it's not as attractive. And especially when people think about handcraft, because of the time and dedication every handcrafter does. For example. If I do a pair of earring, if I felt like it, I could take up to like three hours to just do one pair of earrings, and all those time and effort and the the thinking of the design and how you process everything, it it does take a lot of effort. But then, of course, with the effort that comes with the price. It it would be higher. It's definitely higher. Um, I could see many of um pottery designers. They could have, uh, just small plate, but it could cost up to like, fifty pounds is like five hundred dollars for a small plate, and of course, as I said, Hong Kong's pretty capitalism, and who would want to buy a fifty dollar like five hundred dollar plate when you can get fifty dollar plates. Like as in, you can buy ten plates of fifty dollars, in you know some somewhere,、um, in Hong Kong or even IKEA. IKEA isn't even like like you can get any plates. So why would you want to spend five hundred dollars for that one plate? 
that's basically a lot that I've heard from and a lot that I've I've seen a lot of artists struggling and I'm not sure if you guys have been to Hong Kong or been to a lot of um have you been to PMQ because PMQ is personally thinking one of the places that curates the most amount of um, small business and um, specialized unique designers but literally I was in PMQ the other day and there was barely anyone literally the whole PMQ could only have five people walking around this whole building as in like five only and there were barely anyone going there um, unless there was like special events okay unless there was like a, a government made events or like PMQ specially made events that really attract a big amount of people um, usually on a daily basis there's barely any people but I know that there were so many brands because I literally went and walked around PMQ there were so many like small designs there were like graphic designers there were like pottery designers um, there were people who make clothes people who make handcrafted dolls and it was such a place that was just filled with artistic minds and the freedom to want to speak through art or like the freedom who wants to speak through their own creations. But in and also also in Hong Kong, there are a lot of places. Actually, if you go up to like those buildings, there's a lot of hidden gems. A lot of shops move upstairs instead of moving to like you know ground floor shops because you know ground floor shops are definitely you know the rent is higher. There's more competition. Why would someone want to walk in? So a lot of shops, a lot of designers have to move their thing, like move their business upstairs where, you know, barely anyone would go there or you really need to attract people online and then book time to go there. And I feel like there must be a lot of people in Hong Kong that are speaking in the minds like like what I think, like, you know, we want to express ourselves through art but there's barely enough attraction or barely enough um apprehension or appreciation for someone like us um of course i do question like whether i've been designing something good that's why i've been rebranding and just think like I need to like calm myself down, you know. I feel like I was in this environment too long that I've left my own mind, you know, put my own real mind aside and just filled it up with capitalism. And I think after, of course, during this period, I'm rethinking, rebranding, and also trying to tell myself, you know, the most important thing is just to be you and try to express your art and your creation through yourself not trying to you know trying to express it as capitalism like you're not gonna put a tag or a price tag on your item but to allow natural customers coming in and wanting to you know appreciate your design or wanting to understand more about your design and evolve more to 
really accepting your design and getting it despite the cost. That is literally what I wished everything would be <laughs> like. But of course, we're working on it. Um, but that's kind of something that I feel a little bit that was complicated in my mind. I was like, whether I should stick with being, you know, capitalized or should I stick with um, listening to my heart and treasuring art? You know, I think compared to a lot of Western country and in Asian countries or even I could say just in Hong Kong on an overall basis, I don't feel like they were really too accepting on personal art or too accepting on, you know, self-sustained artists. They would feel like, oh, we're not like we're not doing the right way of life we are not studying well and we only desire this quotation freedom and you know free soul and you're not like doing something proper and you're not in an amiss like administrative like state okay everyone has their own choice okay everyone could choose whether they want to be in an administrative place or they want to be a kol or they want to be a blogger or do anything like dude don't force it on someone like the society has been forcing it and it has just unintentionally burned into my brain that i have to be um earning a lot of cash um getting a good job that's stable starting from 11 in the morning and ends at 7 at night and i'm like huh if i was like that i think pretty much nobody would see me anymore because i'll be in a corner and just like crumbled down into ashes not saying it's that bad okay i could manage an administrative place but i just felt like i wouldn't be me um as we said before i would be someone who's wearing a mask wearing a uh, just like acting a new script acting a script of a scripted life um, of course, this is just personal ex- uh, like expression, personal experience, and a lot of my own feelings um, that I've got through. Um, especially when I was back in UK, I felt so much more free. Was I had a lot of support, and it felt a very safe haven. It, it felt easy to do a lot of photo shoots or do a lot of creative work with my friends with the people whom i think have similar minds as i do but when once i jumped out of the safe haven i realized it was so much more difficult um especially towards modeling i could say this as well because it was quite similar to you know being a capitalized brain um, or even if I say capitalized brain, it's not really just about, you know, price tax or the amount of like income that I get, but also about like how the society consumes and thinks in different perspective. 
um, I worked with, you know, I kind of went and see a brand the other day. It was um, about a plus size brand. Probably talk about them in the future. But um, it was one of the rarest, like, plus size brands that I see in Hong Kong because, you know, barely anyone would think like oh plus size is recognizable in this society because everyone's so slim and of course um i had experience as a model in um in uk very appreciated because of the um chances that you know sancho's gave me and sancho's really uh, the brand is called sancho's um and they really supported me mentally and also supported me as being a plus size model and just recognizing how beautiful I was and bringing a lot of joy. I didn't feel like I was working any wise. It was it felt like we're just a group of friends going out for a fun photo shoot just like that. And um but of course when as like when I'm back in Hong Kong um, of course, I want to be a model. I want to like explore going to agencies. But comparison in Hong Kong, there is barely any agencies that really recognize different body shapes, different body sizes, or different styles. Like if you got tattoos, they might already be like, mm-hmm, "Why do you have so many tattoos?" Or if you got like really, you know, on the edge side. You know, everyone could have their own special sides. Um, or, as I said, plus size. You know, I might want to try out and see if I could apply to the agencies. But definitely, I would be like, mm-hmm. They would be like, uh, maybe next time. Or like, would you consider, you know, losing a little bit weight? Um, this might be a little bit preconsumptions that I have from the brand, like from the agencies that I see in Hong Kong. But you could see whether that agency really agrees to diversity or re- agrees to like modeling in different sizes just from their Instagram. Because I I know a lot of agencies in UK and they all show every single model on their like Instagram and the models could range from smallest size like petite to plus size to super tall to being very diverse um they got a lot of piercing they got a lot of tattoos they got like they dyed their hair in multicolored but they would still be accepted as a model because they had the confidence and that is all you need I think modeling, to me, what I think was, as long as you're confident, you're not afraid of the camera, you're photogenic. Okay, photogenic is very, you know, personal as well. But I think as long as you're confident and you felt like doing it, that is literally all you need to be a model. Because for me, I have my blog and whatever, whenever I find my models on my blog, I never ask them if they have any experience of that. But of course, it's different condition because a lot of the models in those agencies are um, doing for big brands or magazines. And, you know, that's that's a reason why, because society wants to see something pretty. Who wants to see the so-called fat? 
person on the front of Vogue, okay? Like, unless there's someone who's very, very famous. But, you know, Vogue only wants, like, Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner. I don't know. I'm questioning myself and I'm questioning the society. But who am I to care? You know, who am I to judge them? They have their own ways of like working. I'm just sorting my brain out and whether I'm really working something that I want to do. So eventually, just go all the way back to the start of the podcast. And basically, my idea was I felt really confined in this brain of wanting to be very money-minded or wanting to get a lot of income in a short period of time or even just to get a steady income but then my heart tells me that that is not what you desire if you go towards that path anytime you could have broke down and gotten more and more worse in your own mental health or in any of your condition and you might be getting worse than what you have currently so this is a lot of like contemplation in my mind um i i don't know if you guys have to um but i'm definitely still searching for answers i'm still questioning a lot but i'm reflecting on myself a lot as well um but i guess we hope for the best right um as long as we think that we're doing something right i think nothing can stop you from doing anything and i'm healing i'm sorting out um hopefully i'll do an update on this capitalized brain and hopefully it's not that capitalized soon uh but it takes time and it takes a lot of effort but i'm willing to explore and i'm talking to my parents and it's really a good you know it's really rare that i can be able to talk to my parents but we try to talk a bit more now that i'm here in hong kong so um we try to communicate more and i think from their experience i know a bit more about you know how to the walk of life they have a bit more experience so we can always decide on what we think is best for us um of course you can decide um whether you want to listen to your parents like pathways i take my parents path with like their opinions as um directions but of course i won't be like 100% being like oh yeah 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 very obedient not telling you to be a bad kid but you know you have your if you're adult you're 18 you technically have your own mind um follow your own heart um just don't do something that is illegal then i think it's fine yeah literally it's fine do anything you want um and that's a that's all for this episode it's um a little update on my current situation um i've been a bit confused about what kind of topics to talk in these podcasts but if you feel like you know you want to tell me some of your personal experience and talk from my personal opinions um send me dms on um dive deep with lavinia so 
dive deep w lavinia on instagram find me there text me something um that you want to talk about um it could be related to any personal experience and i'll probably give you a little bit of my own perspective about it we are organizing a few more um, episodes with a few more guests um definitely check out monday's um, bonus episodes ramble ramble it's where i get a bit hectic and crazy and just mentally crazy (laughs) just a time that i can be a bit more joy like jolly than you know normal episodes that i record myself and that's all for this episode hope you like it subscribe to it and i'll see you in the next episode bye bye